The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the host and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. of a million. They die for all lives before we were children. Some of us, we trying to make us a billion. Own real estate, fancy cars, and them buildings. I'm trying to build foundations like a Seminole and stop the wars where they looking for the mineral. I ain't really heard no truth in a minute, bro. We are halfway through our Best of 2017 show. Um, well, definitely, I um, have both part one and part two up. Hopefully, you listen to part one before part two and give us some feedback. Uh, let's just jump into it, guys. We did a number of Twitter polls. Our next poll up, the show of the year, we had 408 votes. 10% went to TakeOver Orlando. 19% went to SummerSlam. 22% went to the Royal Rumble. And overwhelmingly, 49% of the vote, so essentially 200 votes, TakeOver Chicago. Steve. Let us know, one, if we needed to maybe substitute a show out, and number two, why you think TakeOver Chicago garnered so much of the vote. I think TakeOver Chicago garnered the vote solely off the strength of Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne and the authors of Pain Ladder Match in the main event. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about the rest of the show until you sent us the, Wiki, the Wikipedia link today. Mm-hmm. I thought... The Rumble this year was the best Rumble card they've had in years. I thought it was the show of the year. Um, as far as subbing one out, I think it was a fair selection. The takeovers are always good. The Rumble was the best Rumble in ages. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily substitute another show in. But I have to respectfully disagree with the half of the voters that voted for the TakeOver Chicago show to be number one. Mm-hmm. Um. And we're going to talk a bit about the Royal Rumble before we get into why a certain match won. Rich, you want to jump in? Same thing. Did we leave a show out? And is there a reason why TakeOver Chicago garnered so much of the vote? Rich, do we have you? Okay. We'll jump away from for Rich. Yeah, we'll jump away from Rich for a second. I'm sure Rich Rich will hit us in the group if mm-hmm. Rich needs anything. Shahid, same question. Do we leave a show out? I mean, it's probably yes. Probably if you look back at it, but nothing. The fact if you have to do research to think about it, then more likely than no, it didn't get deserved the whole thing. Because like if it's, we remember these shows, and we didn't have to do a whole bunch of research to think about these shows, and. It was funny because we both saw the Royal Rumble live, so they might. That's kind of that's what I want to talk about. They kind of influenced our voting on why I like it would have been second for me. But no, Take It from Chicago was awesome because every match up and down the card was dope, mm-hmm. and the Pete Duntala Bait match just by itself is just an amazing damn match. Like for a long time, yeah. that was WWE's like match of the year. Mm-hmm. It was either one or one A just off that match alone. And that card didn't have any weaknesses on that card. Yeah. And, was, and WWE, and you think about wrestling in general, WWE, WWE's had a great year as far as like matches. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, you've had some great matches on a lot of the shows and you probably forgot about a lot of them. I still remember that match. And I still remember that show. Like that show stood out. If that show didn't exist, or if that show didn't happen, or maybe if I watched Royal Rumble at home mm-hmm. instead of live, which is funny because normally when you watch live shows, you give them more weight because you're actually there. And I think, from, I don't know about you, you'll probably talk about for me, I had to bring it down. And it wasn't, I think it was more because of, it was only, it was like two things that brought this thing down. All the stuff that happened with how 
they booked Roman Reigns mm-hmm. in that match and the fact that Randy Orton won and then the fact that I didn't get to see the AJ Styles John Cena match. Were we at the concession stand? Yes. For a damn hour. Yo, that's the <laughs> like like seriously, that's the best concession stand moment I've ever had because and Steve, I think I told you this. So I'm at the concession stand and somebody comes up to me and they're like, Are you Cameron from the East Coast cast? I was like, Oh, and I didn't know what to do in the moment. She said, nah. I was like, yeah. Oh, and it was so cool. Like, I was doing, like, the Cameron thing. So, like, so you I... took off your shirt and said, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't deserve that, yo. You definitely deserve that. <laughs> but, no, it, it's worse. So, um, you know, I did the big party thing the night before with the homies. Uh, me and Shahid did the brunch thing with the homegirls, like, a couple of hours before. So like I'm I'm in full like me mode like I'm doing my thing, and then like I'm somebody comes up to me and I'm like yo I am but here's the kicker though because this is like almost a year ago right I'm like yo yeah I am yo you listen to the South Congress podcast they were like I've never heard of that I was like oh <laughs> oh I'm not doing my job but no the second coolest thing and um my man TK he might be watching or might not be watching. But he's with his son. Because, you know, I'm from San Antonio. So, I'm, I'm there with people I know. So, he's like, yo, um, who do you think is going to win the Royal Rumble? I was like, man, why you asking? And he was like, yo, there's a bet on, like, free food for my son. And, you know, like, I, not that I know nobody, but I read the right stuff. I was like, yo, it's going to be Randy Orton. So, my man had his son select Randy Orton's name. And so, he got free food for the rest of the night. So it was dope. I was like, oh, this is great. And he still thanks me for that, like, to this day. So shout out to TK. Um, But no, like, that was just a different event because, like, I think we both realized how good the AJ Styles-John Cena match was, but we're watching it live. So it's a different effect. But we would have appreciated more if we got the chance to actually watch it. True. We did walk (laughs) in on, like, eight finishers. That's also true. And, like, I had to watch it on Mm -hmm. the network to realize, damn, that made me even Mm -hmm. more angry is the fact that I had to watch the network around. That was a great Mm -hmm. match, and we missed most of it. And the funny thing was... I got in line before to start a cruiserweight match. Yo, it was on Rich Swan versus Neville. And I'm thinking, okay. And I'm thinking, no matter, you know, they can change the ropes, mm-hmm. have the match, change the ropes back. So at most, yeah. I might miss 10 minutes of the match. And they must not realize that it's going to be 55,000 people mm-hmm. there because they had like three spots open and two of them ran out of food. For anybody food. watching, Rich Swan versus Neville went 14 minutes. So. When you go at the start of that match, you expect to be in line and out of line before the end of that. I left when they started the video package. Yeah. They did a video package while they changed the ropes. They had the match. They had another video package while they changed the ropes back. Mm-hmm. And we still missed the majority of the match. So that already left me in a sour mood. Okay. And Rich is back. And this- Rich, do we? can we hear you, Rich? Yeah, I had it on mute. Okay. And I was watching... Uh- Arsenal and forgot to put my headset on. And I was just dumb on my part. Nerd, but you're good, baby. You're good. And I think, (laughs) and I think the other thing about the Rumble was the fact, like the Rumble was a great match. It was a funny match because one, some people walk. They had that long ass ramp, and Mm -hmm. I guess if you're a big guy that had asthma, you was taking the whole cart. So when I first saw him, like, are they teleporting? And he rather they like on like a little scooter going up and down the ramp, and like so the people that ran, I think Rusev. Actually went down. Mm-hmm. Big E was on the ramp. Mark Henry was on the ramp. So that part was funny. When Goldberg eliminated Brock Lesnar, that was hilarious because everybody was thinking they didn't know what was going to happen. And mm-hmm. he already sunned them at some Survivor Series. So you think, okay, Brock going to get his payback. Like, nope. One of the best serves ever. Yeah. And then I think the biggest thing was it was like open spots. And it was the big idea like, who's going to be number 30? Is it going to be Joe? Is somebody coming back? And yada, yada, yada. And the fact that, one, it was Roman, I think it was Roman Reigns. <laughs> and then he uh, he eliminates Undertaker in Texas. Undertaker's from Texas. A lot of people that were at the Royal Rumble knows Undertaker's from Texas. It's a big state. Whatever. That was, that was it was a, that crowd was funny because it was a big crowd, mm-hmm. but it was felt like a raw crowd. Just an oversized raw crowd. It was like, it was a lot of regular fans. It was a whole lot of smart mm-hmm. fans. And they booked that where they had to know 
they wanted Roman Reigns to get booed. They wanted to they piss wanted you Roman off. Reigns to get booed. <laughs> like there's no way you're gonna have him come in at 30 and then eliminate Undertaker. And it got to the point where Randy Orton got cheered when he won. And we were sitting there like, ah. Like, they did all ah. this to make sure, like, we want Randy Orton to win, mm-hmm. but we got to find a way for people to like it, so mm-hmm. let's make Roman Reigns look like a dick. Who are your two favorite streamers on Twitch? Do you have two? Jeff and whoever his friend is. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Boss, my favorite Twitch streamer. Uh, Jeff, I see you. Salute. I need you to stream some, what's the game you need to see? Mario Odyssey. Nah, he'd be there in like six minutes. Damn it! <laughs> Jeff, I need you to stream... Uh, okay, I don't know. Give me some GTA. I know you got it. I'm trying to play it online now. I don't got the time. You stream it. My man, Jeff Abbas. Salute. Um, Guys, the biggest difference between TakeOver Chicago and every other card on here, and actually kind of matches up with Orlando, it's five matches. Royal Rumble was eight matches. SummerSlam was 13 matches. Good Lord. <laughs> TakeOver Chicago was five matches. Um, I think we might have done Eric Young a disservice by not putting him on maybe a surprise of the year. Because Eric Young's done more in WWE than I think we all ever thought he would. Even if it's not as much as is he could a, do. Is it a surprise if he just got a chance? Because, like... Eric Young's ability was never the issue. Mm-hmm. It was just his usage. And we've seen with NXT, they know how to use people. Steve Rich, does Killian Dane sound like the name of somebody who would steal your 401k? He, he sounds like someone who may <laughs> steal my entire identity and come out with the American <laughs> Express card. Absolutely. It's not even evil. It's just diabolical. Killian yeah. Dane. He like, made a guy who, right when you think you got enough money to save the rec center, bought, bought the bank. <laughs> and it's like, well. No, he absolutely, he turns into a wolf during a lunar eclipse and has mad CO2 emissions from his car. Like, it's, yeah, it's that. Okay, so, but I think, and you tell me if I'm wrong, we think it's between Royal Rumble and TakeOver Chicago, but we understand aesthetically why people said take over Chicago. Like, let me run down the card real quick. Roderick Strong beat Eric Young in match one. Pete Dunne defeated Tyler Bate in one of the best matches of the year. Asuka defeated Nikki Cross and Ruby Wright in a good match. Bobby Roode beat Hideo Itami for the NXT title in probably the best NXT title match that Bobby Roode was in. And we can argue about that but then and Steve I'm blaming this on you even though it's not your fault because we all co-signed it a match that we did not enter in NXT's match of the year contest AOP beat DIY in a ladder match for the championship do we all kind of agree that this was probably the best NXT card yeah I wouldn't argue against it they're all good to great no. So uh, they all kind of blended together for me this year. So yeah, just based on the strength of the UK title match alone, I would give this one a nod. Agreed. Agreed. It's one of them, I'm, I would think about. I know it was a card where Sasha wrestled Bailey and Joe wrestled Finn. That was that was 2017. No, no. You t- oh, you talking about the oh, 2017? best all time? Yeah, best okay, all okay, time. Like that one stood out because that one I remember I just had a lot of fire. But the thing is hard with NXT is like. They have so many good cars where you forget a lot of them. You got to actually do a research. Take over Brooklyn too, shot. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so guys, let's go ahead and jump past it. Um, female wrestler of the year, woman. But no, I can't say woman of the year because then some dumbass would say why isn't Stephanie McMahon on here? But uh, yeah, that guy. exactly. Female wrestler of the year because I I'm an English degree. I know adjectives. Um, 446 votes in total. 2% went to Naomi. We're not going to talk about that. You promise? Uh, I was the 2%. Yes, but we're not going to talk about... You and Bruce Mitchell. Wait. (laughs) Oh, that's a slug. God, that's a slug. And no. Yes, somebody... Yes, Steve did actually vote that on our poll. Um, 13% 
went to Charlotte. 39% went to Asuka. 46% went to Alexa Bliss. Now, I actually want to start this one off. I think that a strong portion of that was because people only watched the main roster. Um, I, and I really do feel that way. I think Alexa Bliss had a great year. I think on the microphone, she's the best that they have. I think she showed... What's the best way I can say it? I'm young. I'm 32. That's not young anymore, right? Grant Hill was good in college, but Christian Leitner was the man. And Bobby Hurley hit the threes, and Tyrone Hill was ugly. So all those things overshadowed Grant Hill, right? Grant Hill gets to the league, and Grant Hill is that man. Like he's, I didn't see him coming, but that could just be my eye. I say all that to say, I didn't know Alexa Bliss would be as good as she was on the main roster until she was there and she was doing her thing. She, she's really great. To me, as somebody who understands that it's 2017, if I want to see attractive women, I can do on my own with my phone when nobody's looking and they're doing crazy stuff. Asuka, as far as an in-ring performer... As far as having a competitive match, as far as giving me the things I desire from wrestling, Asuka would be over Alexa Bliss, who was good, but not as good as Asuka. I just think that she was that great. I think outside of our most overrated wrestler, this was our closest vote because she was that good. Um, but I understand why people have voted Alexa Bliss exposure is a big part of why you decide things. But I think Asuka, as far as match quality, was that good. But I understand Alexa Bliss. Shahid, why, number one, did Alexa Bliss win? Number two, and I got to check your vote specifically, why didn't Asuka win? Alexa Bliss won because she's great on the mic, she's pretty, and she's got a wagon. Wagon's help. And she's one of the few people in the main roster that's used the way she should be used. Like, she's a heel. They let her be a heel. They maximize her heel potential. And they they didn't really botch. Besides the stuff with Mickie James, that one few, they really, they haven't, you know, stepped in correctly as far as pushing her. I didn't vote for her because, like, ring work counts too. And she's decent. This is not enough to be top when you have great, you have like great or very good wrestlers on the, like you look at Raw, you could terribly say she's what, fourth best ring wise, you know, because you, you know, I would definitely put Bailey in front of her, I would put Sasha Banks in front of her, and I'll put Mickey James ring work in front of her, like that's just a thing. Not even counting the SmackDown women. The reason I voted for, you know, I know why people voted for Alexa Bliss, she's is a popular vote. And if you don't watch NXT, you haven't seen that much of Oscar on the main roster. You haven't seen enough to vote for. Her. And it wasn't, you know, Naomi's kind of where a lot of people don't really watch SmackDown. So it's like, she was a thing. But if you didn't watch SmackDown, you only saw her losing Natalya on pay-per-view a few times or her beating whoever, like beating Natalya once or twice on pay-per-view or beating Alexa on pay-per-view. I vote for Oscar because I don't think... And people, I, it really sunk in because I was watching her her list of matches because they had like you know a collection of Oscar. They've never had a woman like that where she's she's Chong Lee like she's a badass mm-hmm. and especially as her character morphed because she came there you know I'm so excited to be NXT I want to be champion and it was funny when. Dana Brooke and em- and Emma came out and they was basically punking her and she just meekly walked away and then she turned had this sinister ass smile and it's like she's an evil baby face like you know she come in likable and everything like that but then you see her like you said yourself one of her advantages she dresses like a grown ass woman like Oscar feels like an adult yeah like she's lived life when she wrestles she wrestles like it doesn't matter what size you are or who you are she she will beat you up like mm-hmm. she'll bully anybody she's the only individual where she could wrestle Nijak straight up and she don't need Nijak to run into a pole or trip over a chair she can square up like 
one on one and make it look believable. Like, yeah, I can choke, I can kick down Nia Jax and choke her out, and nobody else can do that. Rich, talk about it. Female wrestler of the year. Anybody we left out was the right choice made by the masses, and if not, uh, and I have to check your specific choice. No, you okay, don't. You you, I I do. Alexa Bliss got three votes out of the six, and none of them were from this group. And we'll talk about Steve's vote last because I gotta hear it. But go ahead, Rich. I, I'm going to pick up right where she, he left off. Not only did she show character and she showed personality with the Dana, Emma, which she and I have talked offline about this. That team was the proto Billy Kay and Peyton Hoist. Uh, he's Peyton Hoist? Yeah, his Brazilian kicked in. Yes, she's now, she's now Brazilian. She's in the Gracie family. Uh, <laughs> but when you have her going up against Ember Moon, and going up against Nikki Glenn Cross and oh I'm sorry Glenn Close or Travis uh, and she's in the back eating like a you know a strawberry or something in the SUV and starts screaming in Japanese because Nikki Cross is on the roof of the SUV screaming at her like you so didn't good. need English you didn't need subtitles you knew what was going on and how she just would Toward the end of her stay in NXT, she was so desperate to keep the belt. She would do whatever it took. And everyone was fine with it. And the more she got to do that, the more swagger she got. And the more swagger she got, the more problematic she came. And the more likely my wife was probably going to shake me. So I'm glad she's on the main boss because I don't want to get stabbed. Steve, you are the only person out of our esteemed, prestigious podcasters poll that did not pick Oscar or Alexa Bliss. Please tell the masses why you chose Naomi. Alright, it came down to Oscar and Naomi for me. Oscar was dominant. Obviously, she's a hell of a wrestler. I felt there was a missed opportunity there after TakeOver Orlando where she, for the first time, showed a little bit of weakness, shoved the referee into the ropes to mess up uh, Ember Moon's finisher. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it looked like the start of a heel run where she could not quite be a chicken shit, but have all the swagger, braggadocious, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, she knows that Ember Moon has her number. Yeah. And that, that could have led to a bit of a run where Ember finally comes back and beats her clean at TakeOver Brooklyn. And instead, she stayed a babyface, got even more of a badass character, and then waxed Ember clean a second time and then moved on up. Completely agree. Yeah, keep going. I think the, I think the injury played a big deal, too, as far as that went. Okay, an injury did happen, so that could have affected outcome but i agree steve south congress and the pro wrestling torch east coast cast have two online stores to buy shirts hoodies stickers mugs notebooks and more visit redbubble.com and tpublic.com and search seahawk to see all of the merchandise we run specials every few weeks so join the south congress and east coast cast facebook fan pages for all the details on our online specials and promotions in the interest of time Let's go ahead to Male Wrestler of the Year. This is going to be easy. I just want to read the results for Male Wrestler of the Year. Cameron, AJ Styles. Travis, AJ Styles. Chris, AJ Styles. Shahid, AJ Styles. Steve, AJ Styles. Ryan, Roman Reigns. Jeremy, Roman Reigns. Kevin, I'm sorry, Jeremy Braun Strowman, Kevin Braun Strowman, and Rich Fan the Third Braun Strowman. Rich. That was Trey. Trey filled that part out. Rich. Don't blame Trey. <laughs> don't blame. Just because Trey got a big head, don't mean he's that thinking too hard, me. okay? That Rich. Old man. <laughs> a five-year-old body hit me with a reverse Frankenstein, and I could not recall making that. <laughs> well, Rich, either, either, no, guys, this is where we have to talk about it. Uh, Steve, a smart guy, college-educated guy, rich, smart guy, 
college-educated guy. Shahid, smart guy, college-educated guy. Cameron, smart guy, college-educated guy. Guys, did we do this poll and this show a disservice by leaving Miz off of this poll? There's no room for the Intercontinental Champion in a best of top tier kind of poll. Talk that shit. Talk that shit. He, I mean, he's holding down the mid card. He's doing great at his spot, but his spot is not the main event spot. God bless him. He's walking around with uh, Chris Calamita with long hair and Mr. Perfect Son. But he is not. Uh, he's not the man. He's just not. I think we've enriched on the East okay, Coast so here's cast. Where I'm gonna, here's where I'm going to get on my hill. You got I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to go. I'm going to say AJ Styles, right? We all know AJ's greatness. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not going to say that Braun Strowman's a better wrestler. Okay. And this is where the numbers came in again because I was messing around with that site when I was doing my vote. You know how to use Google. In the two years he's been in WWE has had 286 matches. Mm-hmm. Braun Strowman has had 232 matches on the main roster. Oh, wow. Braun Strowman has a year and a half as a professional wrestler before he got there. Mm-hmm. Based on him going from a blank slate to one of the main eventers they rely on on Raw, I was very secure in saying he was one of the best wrestlers in 2017. So Braun Wentz is what you're saying. Oh my God! Yes, I just wanted to see. You can't see the stream. I wanted to see how Shahid would react, and he was super mad immediately. No. Okay. Okay. Here's my thing. I'm glad. Okay. I'm not surprised by people vote for Braun Strowman. He would be my second vote because Braun had an amazing year. Mm -hmm. And 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 before you continue, let me just talk about it. Uh, Brock Lesnar got four percent of the vote, And, and let me preface: this is our most voted on poll. 720 votes. Braun Strowman, I'm sorry, Brock Lesnar got 4%. Roman Reigns got 5%. Braun Strowman got 20%. So 71% of the vote for male wrestler of the year went to AJ Styles. You got it? Yeah. I can see why a lot of people vote for Braun Strowman because it's like he came out of nowhere. And it got to the point where people were getting excited with him having a 20-minute match with the Big Show. So good. he was having a he was having a raw like flare steamboat run with the damn big show like they was having cage matches they're doing chain wrestling he's doing drop kicks and Tims. drop kicks and Tims. like like he fight on the block went from the stereotypical goofball monster to he was like stone cold people got people get excited when his music hit people want to see Braun Strowman it got to the point where people wanted him to beat Brock Lesnar for the belt and it didn't have anything to do with them not liking Brock Lesnar like Braun was that man. Having said all that, AJ Styles is Ric Flair 2.0. And yeah. if, you know, Braun coming from nowhere to being where he is, is mm. that's great. If you had, like, most improve or come back rest of the year, he win. As far as, like, rest of the year, that means best. As far as I'm going, like, who put the best matches, best mm. character, it's still AJ Styles. It's an, hey, the, I, it, I, got, I got two college graduates who just dropped some knowledge. I'm going to refer back to recency effect. And what Steve also eloquently said as far as if you're not the top guy, you can't really be in the top vote. AJ Styles was not the top guy for the entire year, whereas Braun was. That's, AJ had to take a big back seat. That's fair. But even I would say this, AJ Styles made a good point. He started as champ. He finished as champ. He might have not been but the main event. But even... At the time of the vote, we were, were we were talking about U.S. champ AJ Cohen going through life hey, kind of handling things. I know you felt that way because Miz got that slander, and I understand. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going by the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Recency effect. AJ has been in the last few weeks mm-hmm. with that love, but the entire year was Mr. Hassan 2.0s. And you know what I'd say, Rich? And it's only to be a counterpoint, only to be devil's advocate. For two years... Darren McFadden was the most fun player to watch in football, even though he wasn't a pro. You know, he was just, he was throwing the ball and catching the ball and running the ball better than anybody 
as far as what you can watch on like a television level. So like I, I agree with Shahid in that AJ was just what he was doing, regardless of where he was doing it, was of such a high quality that you appreciate it. Like to me, like a, a rapper who's not on the radio can absolutely be the best rapper that year if what he's doing I'm feeling on that level. Full pause. But yeah, you got it. And I'll say this. Think about this. There's, and I know Cam would disagree, but there's a large percentage of people, if you ask them who had the best match on WrestleMania, AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. Just think about that. And I'm choking. Yeah. That was still, if that wasn't the best match, that was my favorite match of Mania. Like, that match was way better than it had any business to be, considering how old Shane McMahon yeah. is and the fact that, yeah, they didn't have, they, and that's a lot part of, and I remember people being pissed off, like, they wasting AJ Styles, but I'm like, they're going to have a great match, because one, Shane will put his body on the line, he can do that stunt stuff, and AJ Styles is not going to embarrass himself on WrestleMania. Like, oh, so facts. And they put that work in. Like, they had, he had a better, more entertaining match with, Shane he did with, with Jericho mm-hmm. the year before. So, and I remember how people felt that way about why he lost to Jericho. Like, it's funny, ever since he had lost to Jericho the year before, AJ Styles has been on this upswing. You know, he's had... Well, see, I, I'd go a step further. That's what I was going to say earlier in part one. He went on the upswing when Willis's boy was shown to be an excellent wrestler in his own right by wrestling him for like three months in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, he brought the very best out of Roman Reigns, and we right. all acknowledge that when it happened. Like, we are all like, no, yeah, this Willis, is... Willis didn't acknowledge it. He's, Willis was like, man, he carried him to a two-and-a-half-star match. That's a slug. That's a I'm slug. Sorry, no. Really quick, can you read Darrell's comment so we can talk about that? Yes, Mid- uh, see, oh. the, they don't want to read Darrell. Okay. Miz held up SmackDown when he was on the come up and he said the best show. Yeah, that was 2016. Facts. Facts. We talking about that's last year. Yeah. And that what was my did thing. you do for me this year, and Darrell? And that's came my same thing with Miz. Not just Miz. Miz and Dean Ambrose. They both were still getting that you know the love for what they did on SmackDown the year before. Mm-hmm. Like Miz on the mic was awesome. Miz in the ring is like, and it's not. I don't know if it's necessarily a fault from him because he's he didn't cool. have the opportunity. But I remember the match he had with Roman Reigns. When he had the multi-man match, but it was like too much time. They had him wasting with like Jason Jordan and bums. And it's like, oh, he was making movies. I lean to every camera with the, I don't know what to say. You guys you know, missed it. Like ring work, he just didn't have the opportunity to do enough. But, and he was kind of like coasting off the great matches. He's having like with Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have a lot of great matches on Raw, but he was a great character. So it's like, yeah, he wrestled, like Steve said, yeah, you know, being IC champion, unless you... Unless you like Macho Man Randy Savage, mm-hmm. mid '80s, that's not going to be rest of the year. It's a different this year. And wrap it up, funny thing. It's funny Brock Lesnar got so few votes when, and he got a lot of the overrated votes, but he was in a lot of the best matches in WWE. And yeah. It was, and it wasn't just because he was wrestling the other guy. Like, yeah. It's funny thinking about that. Like, Brock had that great match with Goldberg. Brock had the great match with Samoa Joe. Brock had that great match at SummerSlam. And Brock had that great match at AJ Styles. How many people in the main roster say they had four great matches? That Brock Lesnar is in 32% of the match of the year votes. So, you know, I again, he's, wrestler of the year, I think, is always going to be based on longevity. When we, when we talk about moments, he's up there. Um, but let's let's move on. Match of the year NXT, it's not even close, guys. Six percent AOP Sanity from Takeover Brooklyn. Eight percent Oscar Moon Takeover Orlando. Twenty-five percent Velveteen Dream Alistair Black Takeover Houston, and sixty-one percent on what if we did an additional poll might win just match of the year period. Tyler Bate, Pete Dunn, European title, take over Chicago. Um, I talked about this a lot yesterday, so I won't dwell on it too much. To me, if you had two guys who knew each other for years, who knew all the ins and outs of one another, full pause, who completely trusted each other as far as in a wrestling ring, 
who knew each other's moves and I don't know feelings and ideas. Bait Dunn would be that. Um, Bait Dunn was the easy choice for me, and let me lay it out. Bait Dunn won seven. I'm sorry, six votes. Two went to Black versus Dream take over Houston. Uh, one of which was our man Rich, and one went to Oscar Moon, uh, which was our man Trav, which I thought was a close number two. But most of the votes went to Bait Dunn. Steve Williams, tell us about why you voted for Bait Dunn. Man, I can tell you exactly what I was doing when I watched that match. I had worked that day, so I missed the opener. Uh, I get off work at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so I'm in the middle of trying to get a workout in while watching this match doing overhead shoulder presses when Pete Dunn hit the X-Plex on the apron. And I swear to God, I popped like I was 10 years old and almost dropped the damn weights on my head. <laughs> <laughs> had to stop everything I was doing, sit down, and finish watching these matches. I watched the UK tournament. I had kind of a working understanding of these guys. And, you know, through Rich, obviously, he's the more knowledgeable of the international wrestling of this group. Uh, but these guys just out of nowhere came in and stole the show. Mm -hmm. And since then, as far as I'm concerned, Pete Dunne, has potential to be the guy. Yeah. Um, not immediately, but with some work, within the next five years, Pete Dunn could absolutely be a main event heel. And Steve, let me cut you off really quick. I'm, I was probably as high on Tyler Bate as anybody could be. Like I looked at the guy, his physique, his strength, and how he can sell as a babyface, and I was like, he's 20? How? And then, yeah, but then he gets in the ring with Pete Dunne. I'm like, wow, Tyler Bate is really good, but Pete Dunne is that much better is what he's doing. It's ridiculous. Like, he's that good. Uh, but no, keep going. And you said it privately that the fact that he looks like an ugly girl <laughs> really helps his whole aura. It's so good. You know, he's this little bastard with a tattoo on his kneecap. I mean, who the hell does that? Which you don't like, Shahid. With a mouthpiece, but he's in there just doing old school limb work with high impact moves and he's wrecking people, and it all makes sense. He has this body language charisma that is unexplainable. Mm -hmm. uh, that guy has money written all over him if like, they can figure out how to promote it. Yeah, Triple H taking a liking to him is really cool. Him kind of paying tribute to Daniel Bryan through his tights is also really cool. Like, there's a lot of things to like about Pete Dunn. Uh, Shahid, go ahead and grab it. It's some. I picked this match because they did something that is so difficult to do. They have this awesome feud that's solely based on ring work because they don't have a show. So all yeah. we get to see them is when they wrestle each other. And they've had three great matches. I didn't get to see the last NXT match. I heard that was great, too. The UK tournament match was mm -hmm. awesome. This match. Shout out to Jared Michael. Who tried to put us on match three, but we were busy. Yeah. But we're going to watch. This match here for a long time was WWE's match of the year mm. and now it's kind of like 101A like they having a great feud where you hear Tyler Bate Pete Dunne you want to see it and it's solely off ring work mm -hmm. if you didn't know anything else like if you know the backstory you, okay these two British vegans they grew up like <laughs> chill out I mean they're both chill out I mean that's I mean that's the thing there's nothing wrong with it it's kind of like you know you see Pete Dunne looking like Peppermint Patty with a grudge and you're like who's <laughs> who's this Y'all do something with him, man. He's who is this little out. munchkin man that's just so awesome around her? I like you see it. Like some people, you can see, and it's like within five minutes, you know they have something. Mm -hmm. Like when I saw Nakamura for the first time in NXT, I like I don't know what it is. I know what Dre was talking about because mm -hmm. Dre used to say all the time about Nakamura, and I'm like, this guy, this guy look like a weirdo. But then as soon as he just does his thing, it's like I can see it. Mm -hmm. He done the same thing. Mm -hmm. He just has he just has it and. They had this, and they can build off past matches. Like this spot worked here, so we can do a counter on that. And like you said before, when you know what the other person does, you can just go out there and tell a story. Yeah. And the fact you put them, and they have a crowd that's receptive to those type of things. Where Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, I know I'm gonna have a great match. I don't need to know anything else. And it's funny where Steve brought the whole thing. It's like you know. Well, he runs into the same problem Chad Gable runs into where 
he's not necessarily a big guy. It's hard being a small hill around big hills. Mm-hmm. Taz ran into that problem like you can be a bully. You can be yeah. a bully on ECW when you, you know, you can be five eight and be a bully when everybody's five six. You you ain't bullying somebody six five that's like bench pressing the same thing you bench pressing, mm-hmm. right? And I hope he doesn't run into that problem. If he's on Raw, how he gonna be a monster when Braun Strowman's a real monster? Yeah, yeah. Or Samoa Joe looking like Frankenstein is also a real monster. <laughs> like, and you don't want to pigeonhole him just be like he can be the bully on Two Hundred Five Live because mm. he's he can do more than that. But he's they, they had awesome matches and that match easily won. Rich, here's what I gotta ask: We've seen three matches. How familiar are Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne with one another? Oh, they've been in a stable together for the last four years. Okay. British Strong Style, them. Uh, and then uh, one of the funnier members of British wrestling in terms of Tyler. Uh, uh, you have Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, and then my dude, uh, Trent Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the three of them, depending on the group they're in in England, are either faces or heels. And once they all signed with WWE, they basically became Triple H's envoys to indie wrestling so every time they would show up at a place all three of them would show up do their regular stuff pull out water and do the triple h water spit before they got in the ring to the consternation of the crowd because how dare you wear your nxt jumpsuits anywhere you go that's amazing that's rich that that's why we need you on these things that's amazing yeah that's great. So it, one of the best things about it was they had us. They had a show, and I'm going to be quick about this. Trent Seven had a match against uh, Matt Riddle, and Trent, you've seen Trent. He's a beefier dude. Mm-hmm. He basically pulled the kicker from the replacements and said, "Listen, you big fatty, I'm a real shoot fighter. I'll knock you out in 30 seconds." Wow! And then took a roundhouse kick to the head and was out in three seconds. That's great. That's perfect. <laughs> and oh God. He, is the guy that you guys mentioned in the Land of Monsters. The the look you need to remember with Pete Dunne is the look he had when Triple H is smiling in the corner after that first night of the UK tournament where he threw the dude off the stage and Regal's like, don't, you are going to ruin this for me and I won't let you do it. And he put his hands up and he still had the mouthpiece in and he's mm-hmm. like, what, me? That's the look he'd have when he's going up against one of those monsters and somehow he gets a stipulation added that they're like, wait, why do I have to wrestle mm-hmm. with one hand behind my back? I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, Travis hating Pete Dunn lets me know how great Pete Dunn is. And we can talk about that off air. Okay, so before we get to our final topic, I want you guys to give one answer for this. And we won't touch on it again. Just one answer. Um, I'm going to say feud of the year is New Day Usos. Rich, you're still on a hot mic. What's your feud of the year? I'd still go New Day, I'd go New Day Usos. Steve, your feud of the year. A New Day Usos. Shahid, your feud of the year. Not to go the same. Okay, so New Day Usos. People were kind enough to say, hey, you left that off of your poll, but that's what they decided primarily, so that was it. Real quick, can you read Darrell's comment before we continue? The raise of Pete Dunn in this year was a setup to him having a bigger 2018. I hope you thank your God and Savior Triple H for that, Darrell. God and Savior Triple H. Okay, <laughs> guys, our final poll. Um, let's go ahead and put it out there. Match of the year main roster, 446 votes. 13% went to the Fatal Four Way for the Universal Title at SummerSlam. went to Lesnar and Styles at Survivor Series, which kind of eliminates our recency bias, okay? 20% New Day Usos SummerSlam, and I have to acknowledge, pre-show, like, it was that damn good. 48%, so 200-plus votes. John Cena, AJ Styles, WWE title. Royal Rumble. Now, you and I were there live. We saw, what, 60% of that match, give or take? More like 16%. More like 16. (laughs) We saw all the big, you know, we saw Styles Clash, uh, 
Death Valley Driver into Neckbreaker, Middle Rope, AA, all kinds of stuff. Um, clearly, to us, it was that good. Me speaking for me, full of mimosas and angst, I didn't like that my man AJ had to lose just so John Cena didn't get a title shot. Um, but I do realize, just like I did with Triple H Undertaker at Mania, how good it was, it whether I liked it. It wasn't even that. It was the fact that AJ Styles lost, and then John Cena loses to Bray Wyatt to set up Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. But let's, but in fairness, let's talk about the moment because that you're right. But let's talk about the reason. The okay, the reason that bothered me that match was the fact that you kind of knew it had, it was coming. You if AJ Styles would have won, that probably would have been my number one match. And it felt kind of like it felt like it did the service to Cena, like he tied the record and then like lost the belt didn't not long count. after. And it was kind of really like count. it didn't help any of them because like it didn't help Styles because Styles was on had all this momentum. Even though they both had a really good uh, elimination chamber, mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn that a little bit so people can see you. I'm gonna watch this, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like. That match is a case of the finish can definitely affect your voting as mm-hmm. far as what match. Like if I bet if AJ Styles won that match, that that match gets more votes, just because how people felt about AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. They felt like you know even though he beat Cena, mm-hmm. he already beat Cena multiple times. He deserved to win that match. And I think what happened, not the fact that the Cena won. It's what happened after. Even though it's not fair because that doesn't have anything to do with the match. That's still, mm-hmm. people remember that. It's like, you know, Cena wins his match. He ties the record. Then he loses the belt to Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And then now we're watching Bray Wyatt wrestle Randy Orton. You see a fake snake on the turnbuckle. Fake sperm yeah. on the mat? Or all that stuff where you see rats and anything like Steve, that. Steve, do you remember that semen from WrestleMania? Uh, I almost made a very untasteful comment but yes I do remember I was the ready for it. Randy Orton chasing the sperm down the aisle and then worms being on the actual canvas during that match it was not a good look for anybody I remember watching that and like I think I actively and I'm Muslim I said Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that's a good one and I'm like who and I saw that and I'm, I'm like who thought why, like, I'm just making, you know, you see the memes, you just make that face. Like, I made the face like, who thought this was a smart idea? And they kept doing it and it looked worse each time. I'm like, are we supposed to think that either we're all hallucinating and seeing this or Bray Wyatt is a magician? And if he's a magician, why don't he just turn right here into a garter snake and step on him? Like, what the, what's going on? So, yeah, but no, the fact that the Usos, New Day, and they already had great matches before that. It was a pre-so match. And that match was awesome. And let's let's talk about that really quick. Again, the uh, I already did I already say the numbers. Yeah. Fatal Four Way thirteen percent. Lesnar Styles mm-hmm. nineteen. New Day Usos SummerSlam pre show twenty percent forty eight percent. Cena Styles Royal Rumble. Like I, I remember having arguments. And again, um, it benefits me to not be a Wade Keller or a Dave Meltzer because I feel like I can communicate with people on a different level. That's not held against me monetarily. They were like, yo, how can you vote for New Day Usos over uh, Rollins, Ambrose, The Bar, WrestleMania main card? I was like, because I'm a grown ass man with eyes. I can do what I want. But I mean, it was ostensibly better. And then WWE's vote at the end of the year, that match. Like, here's the thing. I don't like look to WWE for approval or for vindication or anything, but I do think eyes pretty much work the same. They agreed that the four matches that we picked as the four best matches were the top four main roster matches of the year, along with the Bait Dunn match, which was voted as a top five match of the year as well. something that WWE acknowledged the fact that they made a mistake by picking that match. Like, yeah. They had that match on the pre-show, and they probably realized, yeah, we Rich, we, we messed up. Did the New Day and the Usos get a monetary bonus for the SummerSlam pre-show match after that poll came out? Not our poll, but their poll. No, I think they got it at a boy. 
Okay. <laughs> they got a strong pat on the back? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like I just put in our group mate. Uh, Naomi just put on Twitter what we were talking about earlier as far as Jimmy being the Iron Man of WWE wrestling with fewer than 24 days off mm. in the six, seven years he's been there. And that's not going to give him any bonus. They're not going to be like, we're proud of you. It's like, well, keep it up. Yeah. Guys, I think we've about, and Rich, if you want to say any more about the Cena Styles match, you can. But I think we've about covered the different things in the polls. Anything else you guys want to add? No, I will say that it's the, I thought the Hell of a Cell match with New Days and Usos is better. I watched mm-hmm. both of them yesterday. Uh, but that SummerSlam match was just a great little surprise that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys have been working together for a while. They had good chemistry. But especially considering that was a pre-show match, mm-hmm. easily the best pre-show match of all time. It, the fact that they went from the pre-show in August to a main promoted Hell in a Cell match in October tells you how good that match was and how much their stock arose from that. Mm-hmm. You cheated. Uh, Usos and New Day Cheat. deserve every bit of money they got this year for sure. Look how you worded it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, wherever you rank the Usos, you have to rank them higher after 2017. And you have to credit the Usos for bringing them to that level. That, that's just It's just facts. It's just real. Yeah. Quick shout out to two of them. Well, the Fatal 4-Way at SummerSlam because that was basically like a damn monster match great match like they started off where like everybody got you all got five Mm. finishers it's a 10 minute time limit and the stamina's turned off so there's you (laughs) if I can and this is what I want to do to end the show Um, I want all you guys to take a second to think about three acts and they can be teams three acts that you get that you give credit for over 2017 um, and they can all be different um, just as a salute to what they gave you this year. Um, I'm going to steal the Usos, so nobody else says them early on, for just being a renaissance team of 2017, for giving me that feeling of what tag team wrestling should be, for keeping it real, and for just being authentic and putting on great matches. I want to give a shout-out to the Usos. I want to give a shout-out to Ember Moon. And my last act would be... Uh, I don't know, uh, Tyler Bate for being a kid who's strong, who wrestles fantastic. Those would be my three uh, for 2017. Shahid, let's give our, our Skype partners a bit more time. Let's put you on the spot. I think my three would be Rusev for the fact that we talk about SmackDown being a land opportunity. It's still amazing that through that goofy Rusev Day thing, mm-hmm. he's the most over guy on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like when it says a lot that when Daniel Brown was talking about the US tournament, they start chanting Rusev's name. Before he even came out. No like, match. They just wanted like he did and he did that on his own. Like I'm making a joke, like, he gonna get in trouble. Because <laughs> yeah. he's getting over way more than he's supposed to as a heel. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna be a heel. Him and Aiden English are like they, they're getting beloved, and I don't mm-hmm. think they were supposed to. So, yeah. Rusev will definitely be one. Asuka will be my second one for the fact that she can be a coward. That's why I call her Chong Lee, because Chong Lee, the end day, was still a coward. Like, mm-hmm. he was a bully. He was killing people. He still cheated when he fought Frank Dukes. And Asuka tried to cheat. They still cheered her. Like, she was fighting dirty. She was doing whatever stuff, and... She was just this sexy badass that, mm-hmm. cause she got that eye makeup on, she biting that mask. Was like, I ain't gonna boo her. I want to, I want to have my damn baby. And well, the third one I would say would be Samoa Joe, because Samoa Joe is like the people's champ. Mm-hmm. He came in from Jump Street on the main roster and just start beating people. He beat Roman Reigns clean. And beating people up also. He's been beating up people in the shield like clean. Like that match he had when he basically punked out Jason Jordan and then rolled in the ring and choked out Dean Ambrose. And everybody treating him like he's just the biggest bad boy. Like he's supposed to be a heel and his music hits. They start chanting his name. He he just comes out. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what you look like. 
I'm going to choke you out. If you think, if you want to catch these hands, come catch these hands. It's something to be said about somebody that says you're going to catch these damn hands. He gave you those damn hands, looking the way he looks, and just walks out. Mm-hmm. So those are my three. Guys, before you go, what do you like better, New York or Scotland? Or New York or Ireland? If you had to pick one. I mean, Ireland had famine. They didn't have food for a while. Okay. So Shout New out York. to Will Johnson first. Shout out to David Lee second. Yes. Yeah, so we New see y'all. We appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> Rich, mean. go ahead, man. Three three acts or performers that you want to salute in the year of our Lord 2017. Well, I would say definitely Sanity because they have a top to bottom complete act they've got a tag team they got the mouthpiece they got a woman that's off toward the side doing god knows what and i think bringing them on to smackdown might be fun but as long as they're on the next they're just fine mm-hmm. and that war games kind of proved it because they were kind of the other team in it and they kind of proved themselves to be a lot more mm-hmm. uh, i would say as far as a women wrestler goes I'll give credit to Billy Kay and Peyton Voice because I think in 2017 they've held, they're they're doing what Oscar did, but in a more low key way as far as holding down that division, being the people that everyone either wants to punch in the face or the foil for Ember Moon as she proves she's not Daniel Cormier. Yeah, Steve, I told you about them strong foreheads. You better be careful out there, man. I told you. Rich is pushing that agenda. He need to cut that out. Who's your third, Rich? I would say my third would be, uh, I want to see what happens with Jason Jordan now that he's turned face or whatever he is with uh, Seth Rollins because I think having two of the most athletic and incomplete wrestlers on the roster together might do both of them more good than people think. Yeah. Steve, who you got? Who's your three, man? Uh, My three are Cassius Ono, for one. Wow. This year, he came back from out of nowhere after just tearing it up on the indies. He's got a second chance. He's slowly but surely coming back along, uh, re, re-familiarizing himself with this new NXT system. Just had that great match for Gargano a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I see big things for him in 2018. Uh, second is Nikki Cross. Uh, to kind of latching on to Rich's point there about sanity, she's a woman who brings something completely different uh, to the roster. There's nobody else like her. The closest thing I can think of is Daphne back from WCW. That's a good pull. Yeah. Without the screaming nonsense, I see big things for her once they call her up. And lastly, man, shout out to the slow Bissetti Cesaro. Just yeah, low man. key putting on amazing matches. Yeah. Making a solid case for being one of the best tag team wrestlers of all time. Yeah. Had a match with broken teeth. Yeah, like, like again, <laughs> lost his teeth in a match, got rid of the beach ball shit in a match. Like, Cesaro is special. We've always said he's special, but, like, this is different. Like, the way that he's equated himself. You know, he's really Jason Statham in, what was that movie, the first one that we cared about? Transporter. Transporter. That's really who he is. And, like, no, yeah. Not only that, man, uh, real quick, he, not only did he lose his teeth, but he had the wherewithal to get up, find a camera, and make a face that showed off the fact that he was missing teeth. It's amazing. And, and then had a good t-shirt. And then another 15 minutes. He's, yeah. He's a fucking man, is what he's, he is. He's amazing. Like, he really is. Like, he, he's really, uh, um, what is that? I'm not going to get the pool, and I'm so good at pools. It's not an almanac. What's the thing that you don't know English, or you don't know another language, but you use it? There's infomercials for it. Come Rosetta on, guys. Stone. He's a Rosetta Stone away from being world champion. See champ. what alcohol is doing. There we go. There's not alcohol. That's water and alcohol. Fire water. Probably. So, <laughs> guys, I'm with my man Steve from PTBN Nation. Rich fan from the Deep Dive and the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. My man Shahid, StuntGranny.com, covering wrestling. TV, movies, YouTube vids, whatever ads pop up on your Hulu. And making fun of nerds. And making fun of nerds. I'm your man Cameron from South Congress Podcast, Pro Wrestling Torch, East Coast Cast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. Whenever he feels he needs that 
little bit of diversity to switch things up. I want to wish everybody a fantastic 2017. I hope your year was as good to you as it was to all of us. Again, Shaman Cameron, for all the homies, signing off. We're going to keep the stream going for a minute because I think we're going to see funny stuff. But that's going to do it for us on the audio end. Cameron, best of WWE 2017 show, signing off. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comic, show, or movie discussed? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show. Leader of the people, goddamn, I'm a black superhero. I'm a black superhero. I'm a black superhero. <laughs>